Welcome back to Two Keto Dudes. This is Carl Franklin from Connecticut. I went keto in 2016 to reverse diabetes and lose weight. It's my mission to spread the science of keto and to show the world how cooking is necessary for keto success. Oh, and bacon. <laughs> and I'm Carrie Brown, and I also live in Connecticut, just a different part to Carl. I'm a trained pastry chef who went keto to control and eventually eliminate symptoms from bipolar 2 disorder and depression. I take no medications, I have no symptoms, and it's my mission to show the world that keto food is not only delicious, but it can be better than any other kind of food. And this show is a document of our experiences thriving for years in ketosis. And our experiences reversing diabetes and depression and feeling better than we ever have before. And hopefully that might help a few people who are curious about this kind of dietary hacking. Now, we're definitely not doctors and we don't give it medical advice. Right. We just want to share our experiences and review the research that supports it. Oh, and bacon. Can't forget the bacon. <laughs> we share our recipes and any science we find in the show notes. This is a science-based show with Carl bringing you the body science and I'll be bringing the food science. Right. So let's start podcast number 152, Yogi Parker, the Keto Trucker. Go Yogi! Yeah! So... First, Carl, do we have any apologies or corrections from last week's show? That was uh, episode 151, Eric Westman Heals Everyone. No, I I think that was a great show, and uh, I'm just really happy to be involved in, in what appears to be a new way to spread this uh, keto goodness out to the rest of the world. It, it's very, very exciting. I'm very excited to see what Eric and his team are going to do. Mm. But before we start, uh, let's explain in plain English what a ketogenic diet is. Sure. That's any diet that puts you into a state of ketosis where you burn fat for energy rather than glucose. And the way we did it was to limit our carbs to 20 grams or less every day, uh, eat a moderate amount of protein, one to one and a half grams per kilogram of lean body mass every day, and all our energy comes from fat. Fat? Fat. Really? Fat, 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 fat. <laughs> and if you're just starting, listen to our starting keto show at start.2keto.com. So what's new with you this week, Carl? Well, I had a good week, still reeling from that mini fest that, uh, that we did on uh, a couple of Saturdays ago. And man, that was just so much fun. And I got to take the leftovers of my uh, sous vide beef down to RD86. My daughter, Emmy, didn't have a chance to come to this one. She was skiing. So I wanted to to have dinner with her and, and you know, and let Chef Robert try it as well. And so he basically let me bring the, the sous vide beef down there and he seared it and prepared it, gave us a plate, and then gave the rest to his uh, staff. And they went, absolutely bonkers over it. That's a great British word. Thank you. Bonkers. Bonkers. Um, <laughs> the mini fest was fantastic and the beef was like um, cutting through butter like with a butter. warm knife. Yep, yep. The mini fest for me was awesome because although I do not focus on desserts when I'm creating keto food, because what we really need is, you know, awesome food we can eat every day. And mm. desserts even made with keto ingredients should still be treats. Yeah. Um, I was in charge of dessert and I really had a blast uh, yeah. making some strawberry surprise crumble and um, some cappuccino mousse for all the people. And um, that was super fun. I really enjoyed getting ready for that. And we had great people and everybody it had a great time. Mm -hmm. We we Skyped with Daisy. We Skyped with, with Dr. Eric Westman. And Richard too. It was a blast. Yeah, it was. And uh, I did something real fun this last week. When I was a fast food junkie, I used to love those um, chicken bacon Asiago club sandwiches from Wendy's. And so I recreated one, keto style. Of course. 
and it was absolutely awesome. So when are you going to share that so we can all try it? I will. The only thing is I need to test it with um, brining the chicken breast longer than I did before. And for me, I don't usually eat chicken breast because it's just too kind of lean and and dry. But brining is the key to make a, a chicken breast juicy. So I had only brined it for a couple hours when I had done my test and it was still just too dry and unflavorful. So I'm going to try uh, one with a, a brined overnight for maybe even a couple of days. And, you know, that's just salt water. The rest of it was great, though. Yay. We shall look forward to your report out. So how was your week? Well, my week was um, a lot of it was spent at the DMV. But uh, and for those of you not in America, that's the Department of Motor Vehicle Licensing or something like that. Sure. Um, but I'm now pleased to report that Ralph, my trusty forerunner who has been with me for 17 years and has done over 300,000 miles, is now legal in Connecticut. Yay! So um, once again, I I can get stopped by the police and not be arrested. Well, you were just registered in another state, right? I was, but um, I've been here. Mm, oh, nine months long. longer oh, I see. <laughs> than when I should have changed my plates. So I now have Connecticut plates <laughs> and um, it's all good. I'm one of the locals. Yeah. And uh, in other news, I can't wait for spring. Come on, <laughs> spring. <laughs> all right. Let's- I'm, I'm still waiting for the, the hideous winter that, that everybody has promised me. And I'm yeah. 10 months and I'm still waiting. So we'll see. Oh, don't you worry. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's give away a Two Keto Dudes coffee mug to a lucky member of the Two Keto Dudes fan club. And uh, these mugs have your mug on them, not Richard's. So anyone who has a mug has a collector's item. I still, I'm still giggling over the fact that there's a mug in existence that has my face on. Mm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. anyway, who's the winner this week, Carl? Today's winner is Stacy Newman. Yay, Stacy! Yeah. We need a picture. We need a picture on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you roam on social media. Absolutely. And if you don't want to wait to win a coffee mug or you want to share the Two Keto Dudes mug awesomeness on your social media, you can get one online at gear.twoketo.com. And when you post your pictures, make, make sure to tag them. The, use the hashtag Two Keto Dudes. Absolutely. And that brings us squarely to a section we call Mail. Mail. You mean post? Post. 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 I don't know. It doesn't doesn't have the same ring to it. Are there any letters today, Carl? Yes, yes. I'm reading a message uh, posted by Gaff, who is also a Patreon. Thank you very much, Gaff. Thank you. And this is in the great big public keto before and after thread at success.2keto.com. This thread is still going strong. 633 messages in here. Wow. And Gaff says, uh, hello, longtime forum member posting up some progress photos to celebrate the end of 2018, the year I sorted out all my problems by adopting a ketogenic way of eating. He says, I started keto in April 2018, and it's really been like a revolution in my life. For around the last 11 years, I'd always been at least overweight, and for perhaps half of that, I'd been obese too. I'd played around with low-carb, high-fat, completely oblivious to the science behind it. Uh, And it worked well, but I fell back into bad patterns. This time around, it feels far more like a lifelong way of eating and simply how I live now. Uh, So in summary, since April, he's lost 100 pounds. Wow! Yeah. 45 kilos or seven stone. Seven stone! (laughs) What is that, like 14 pounds or something? A stone? That's a small child. Yeah. Uh, he dropped his HbA1c from 10.1 to 4.6. That's epic. Epic. And maintained a ketogenic way of eating without feeling deprived, frustrated, constrained, bored, or unenthusiastic. It's been full speed ahead for a long time. And he posted some photos. Uh, one was November 2014, around 280 pounds. He says, look at that silly belly. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Taken on a road trip. One of the few photos I have from around that time that shows my body. I really didn't like being in photos. December 2017, just one year ago, around 290 pounds. Taken in San Diego. Looking pretty big there. And then December 2018, 189 pounds. Belly gone, and he looks svelte. That's an amazing story. Well done, sir. Well done indeed. Huge congratulations. Yep. So that's that's the uh, that's the mail for today. I've had lots of pork chop love coming from all the social medias. So um, I, I'm always thrilled when people fall in love with pork chops again. So yeah, yay for cold pans. Here, here. Okay, Carrie, why don't you introduce our guest? So today I want to introduce you to someone quite extraordinary who I've had the absolute pleasure of meeting in person. I'd like to introduce you to Yogi Parker, who is a full-time long-haul trucker who is cooking up Keto Awesome in the cab of his truck. And um, he has some amazing recipes to share, uh, but we thought that it would be super cool to spend some time with Yogi and have him tell us why he went keto and some of his cool tips and tricks for staying keto on the road or camping or in any of those kind of outdoor situations. So Yogi, welcome to Two Keto Dudes. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Carl. Welcome. Thank you. My, I have a question. First of all, how many hours a month or, you know, per, per whatever unit are you actually on the road? How often? Uh, I'm usually out on the road about six months at a time before I go home. I went home a little extra this time around. So six months of the year, completely driving and sleeping, yep. doing nothing else, driving, sleeping, cooking, and then six months of the year at home. Yeah, I usually come home about twice a year. Okay. So I pretty much live in the truck with me and the 20-pound attack gerbil. <laughs> and and she says you cook. Do you have a, a whole range kitchen in your truck? Well, I've been testing out different stuff to use on the truck. So I don't have an actual kitchen. What I do is I use things like Instapots. Uh, I was using a crock pot for a while before I graduated the Instapot. Uh, George Foreman grill, uh, camp stove set up that I'll go set up at a table at a rest area or something somewhere. Nice. And, and little dorm fridge up at the top to keep, uh, food refrigerated. Okay. And I tested out a bunch of other different little, you know, gadgets and gotten rid of stuff here and there, just trying to find out what works the best on the truck. And generally that's anything that is, um, real versatile that does more than one function mm. uh the more versatile something is is, is the better i like it multitaskers alton yeah. brown would be proud sir <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so so tell us yogi before we get into to your tips and tricks and the cooking bit tell us how you how and why you came to keto well um, I was in you know before truck driving i was big into athletics big into sports i was a power lifter uh, I did pro wrestling for a while, and so I've always had kind of a, a penchant for studying nutrition, but I was basically doing the typical nutrition diet that everybody coaches for you, you know, carb up for events, things like that. Um, I was in an accident, uh, a car accident, where somebody rear-ended me pretty hard a few years back, and ever since then, you know, I, I, I was being offered a contract to WWE and things like that. I lost my contract. And I was hurt pretty good. I, I could hardly walk for a while. And even after I I was able to move around and stuff, I was still dealing with a lot of pain. I heard this guy named Kevin Rutherford on uh, Less Truck Radio, uh, um, um, and he was talking about the keto diet. And I thought, this dude's nuts. There's no way this will work. I'm going to try. <laughs> like most people's <laughs> reactions when they hear, oh, you need yeah. to eat more fat and salt. If you want to lose yeah, weight. Yeah. It's, it was the contradictory to everything, you know, I, I had studied before. I mean, I used to be an EMT and you know, all kinds of stuff. And they've always worked on nutrition with us. And uh, uh, as far as, but it's always been that same basic, you know, low fat, low, low calorie, you know, starve yourself half to death type right. thing. 
But my main my main focus with keto once I started getting into it was uh, reducing physical pain. Yeah. And because of the fact that I've taken a lot of headshots over the years, uh, uh, as far as you know, playing football, rugby, uh, I got very concerned about my brain health and people. You know, especially after uh, one of my idols, Junior Seau, uh, committed suicide. And they attributed to the, the the multiple concussions leading to uh, uh, depression, explosive personality, that type of thing. Mm. I got really concerned about it. And so the more I studied about it with how fats help with uh, recovery, um, the brain, it, it really got me into it. And when I uh, stopped getting pain in my joints from keto, I was sold. Yeah. How long did it take before you stopped feeling the pain? Well, it took me a while to get on board fully. And I, I, I went through about six months where I'd be like, hey, I've been good all week. I deserve an ice cream. Right. <laughs> and that kind of stalled out a lot of the progress. You know, I'd start making progress. Anyway. When I went full keto, it took a couple of months. And I really started noticing a noticeable difference, especially when I woke up in the morning. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of mornings where I woke up so sore I could hardly crawl out of bed, you know, and I would kind of limp my way out. And it wasn't until I started getting moving that things would start to flow and circulate. And then after about probably about three or four months on keto, I was able to get out of bed and nothing was creaking and cranking and, and nice. popping. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. Nice. Yeah, nice. Um, well, I, I, my experience has been the same. I mean, uh, it, it was really the, the feeling good all over that kept yeah. me there. You know, the weight loss was the tease. And then how great I felt was the motivation. And it, it really does come to hit you in the face when you, when you do fall off the wagon and you feel like crap. It's like, oh, okay. I yeah. have more it, reasons to stay on this diet. I, I, one of the, biggest things i noticed was you know too with the brain health um you know i constantly felt like i was in a brain fog forgetting things mm. things like that uh and that cleared right up and nice. it, that that was also also a noticeable difference that kept me on it the fat loss was uh icing on the cake yeah you know yeah so to speak yeah so, all right so let's let's get into uh the dishes. When did you when did you start thinking, oh, I could actually do this in my truck? Well, I was already cooking in my truck. Uh I I get tired of the typical truck stop fare. Uh, yeah. there's hardly any of the old mom and pop restaurants still around, so you're typically stuck with Denny's, Carl's Jr. Subway, stuff like that. Uh so I was already cooking a lot in my truck using the lunchbox ovens and things like that, crock pot. Um, so I just converted over to making dishes that would fit within the keto lifestyle. You know, I studied what the macros, what I needed to exclude, what I needed to include, and just started creating from there. Um, the more I've studied, the more I've learned, the more versatile I've been able to become, uh, pulling from a, a, a wider pool of ingredients and recipes. And uh, that's basically how it was i just carried over how i learned how to cook was camping so i just kind of carried all that stuff over so one of the things when i met yogi um in, and, th and that came about because yogi had been following me for a while and he was uh, in my in our facebook group and now our facebook group mm -hmm. um and he participated in there a lot and he mentioned just randomly one day that he was coming to Connecticut and I was like, ooh, me, me, pick me. <laughs> and um, so he told me when he was coming and and I said, well, wh whatever time it is, I don't care. I'm going to I'm gonna come and, you know, if nothing else, we'll have a cup of coffee together. Right. And I didn't realize until Yogi said, well, I'm going to be at this truck stop, you know, come, come up. So I went to the truck stop and I – didn't realize how restrictive it is for truck drivers. If you're in one of those huge rigs, the number of places that you can stop and park up is so limited. So, mm. you know, Yogi can't like just go to Walmart to get stuff because he, can't, you know, can't park or 
or they have to park. They're very restricted where they can park. So if you are on the road, your choice of places to eat and places to shop are incredibly limited. And I had no idea how difficult it was until I, I went and, and, and had dinner with Yogi at the truck stop. And um, so one of the other things that just so inspires me about Yogi is that, you know, we're always us, us folks who who live in a house and kind of do normal things. We're all like, well, you know, I couldn't find this in my local store or I couldn't find that. And then there's right. Yogi <laughs> on the road, you know, 12, 11 and a half months of the year on the road and has pretty much no problem getting hold of everything just because he's worked out a way to do it. So that was another thing that was completely impressive to me about how Yogi manages to do all the keto things, even when he's on the road for 11 and a half months of the year. So you wouldn't be able to park in a supermarket parking lot? Not generally. There's a lot of Walmarts that do have uh, right. trucking, you know, especially in places like Nebraska it's all about planning. When you plan out your trip, you have to look at what's ahead sure. and see if the Walmart ahead has truck par- parking you can get into. Mm. Uh, but generally, places like Whole Foods, Sprouts, Natural Grocers, they you can't really get in. But my workaround toward that was actually getting on and using apps like Instacart. Nice. And having the groceries delivered to me at the truck stops or at the terminal. Oh. Um, it doesn't always work. There's not always service in the area, but it does uh, afford me the chance to get better quality ingredients when I'm out. But otherwise, I'm kind of stuck to Walmart. Do you have a common route now that you've mapped out? I'm, I'm all over the place. I do 48 states, so sometimes I'm running typical routes for a while, and then I'll be switched over to something else. Uh, I just kind of generally go all over the U.S. I go, I do go through the Iowa 80 quite a bit. Uh, um, up on the 90 up north, I run quite a bit, and you know sometimes they'll switch me down, and I'm running the 40 and the 10 down, you know, through Texas and New Mexico and everything. Hmm. So I found. You know, some of the truck stops will be near a little market that I can walk to. And one of the things I'll do is I have a, uh, a 90 liter Kelty backpack that I've hiked with me all over Hawaii and Philippines and all over the place. And I will grab that and hike over to a store if it's a few miles away and then load up everything I can, maybe about 10 gallons of water and some other food and stuff and hike back to my truck. Cool. And get some exercise at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Work, earn that, earn those calories, right? Yeah, sure. It just gave me a new appreciation for how lucky we, we are, all, all of us that get to live in a house most of the time and can just, you know, order from Amazon and it's here the next day. And so I, I not that I'm a complainer, but on the odd time, I felt frustrated about not being able to find something. I've now, I don't ever feel frustrated now. I just think about Yogi. <laughs> so Yogi, I have this picture in my mind about you um, getting your groceries, going to a rest stop, putting a, a cutting board on a picnic table with your Instapot, chopping up stuff, you know, taking all your ingredients, putting them in your Instapot, you know, cleaning up and going back in the, in the uh, cab. Is that sort of, am I off uh- base? Not exactly. If it's nice and sunny, yeah, I'll go outside. And what happens when it's not? Well, I got to do everything inside my truck. So what I'll do a lot of times, see, we often have to sit at shippers and rest uh, uh, receivers for quite a while while we're getting loaded or offloaded. Hmm. And so what I'll do is I'll bring out one ingredient item at a time and have my little container over on the side, chop it up the way I want it, put it in the container, put it back in the fridge, bring my next ingredient out. And I have this little, it's maybe about a foot and a half long little pullout desk that's uh, above my drawers inside my cab. So I just set my cutting board, a towel down, and I, I go to town on that thing, cutting one thing at a time, and then I'll fill my refrigerator up or set things over to the side where my dog can't get them. <laughs> and uh, that's the other hassle. That's that's the other thing is, is, is my dog will help herself to some stuff. But, uh, I you know, generally that's how I do it. And then that way when I'm ready to actually do the cooking, it's just assembly. Yeah. And 
put everything in and and I'll bring everything out that I need and stack it over on a shelf somewhere and pull the I'll stack it in such a way that I pull the ingredients that I need when I need them they're they're stacked as I need them as they come down and the other aspect too is I have to be very flexible on my recipes because I can't always attain the same kind of ingredients so for me it's not necessarily about recipes per se as it's more about methodology and I know if I do this technique with these types of things, then I can add this type of vegetable or something from this vegetable family. The taste might be different, but I'm going to get kind of basically the same product when I'm done. Wow. So, okay. Now I'm so it, intrigued as to some of the recipes you've come up with. Now so that you've- <laughs> we, I, I, after I met Yogi, we, we had dinner and we had a great evening. We went to a, an Irish bar that was up near the, awesome. the truck stop in, in the middle of Connecticut and um and actually it was a ama- they even had a keto menu wow right yogi they had a separate menu it wasn't called keto it was called healthy menu but they had a separate healthy menu in an irish bar and um and it was super easy for us to pick keto off there without changing anything so that was really cool but um after we'd had dinner uh, and yogi was telling me all about his recipes i'm like you know what you we're going to give you a little home on my blog. So (laughs) Yogi has been sending me truck, truck pictures, pictures from the inside of his truck. And he's been writing out his recipes. So we have, we have a growing collection of Yogi's made in a truck keto recipes up on my blog right now. I think there's about six up there now. And there's, there's only six because Carrie's been a slacker. I do have another pile that I need to put up there. Um, but, but Yogi, why don't you pick one of your favorites and take us through it? Um, well, I guess cause living in the Philippines for the few years that I did, I'm, I'm very particular. I, I like my Asian style foods. Um, and I, you know, being in Hawaii, places like that. So one of my favorites and it's super simple is one that I just sent to you that you just posted was the loco moco. Okay. And it's, it's just, it's super simple. That's why I like it. It's not complicated. Uh, I fry up some cauliflower rice with some garlic. Typically, loco moco is steamed sticky rice, brown gravy, hamburger patties, two eggs. Sometimes they'll use spam and a little green onion over the top of it. Well, the, you know, the rice, the brown gravy, all that's not keto. But, uh, so I, I, I make a garlic fried cauliflower rice and it's, it's super simple. I usually just use some uh, coconut oil, maybe a little sesame oil and fry up some cauliflower and garlic. And then the brown gravy, what I do is I'll cook the hamburger patties first and then I'll cook some bacon and uh, leave all the drippings in the pan. I'll use uh not quite a mirepoix because I usually exclude the carrots, but I'll put in some onions and some garlic Mm. and some celery and saute that up for some additional flavor. I found that old bay seasoning is a really good go-to kind of all purpose seasoning. So I'll use a little bit of that. I love old bay. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. And, uh, I'll, I'll add some konjac flour, which is what I learned from Carrie to thicken it. Yep. Then I'll add back in some chopped bacon, some mushrooms, things like that. And then that'll get poured over the rice, topped with the hamburger patties. Uh, I'll saute up some some onions, get them a little caramelized, toss those on top, and a couple of fried eggs on top. Wow, sounds delicious. (laughs) Carl's licking his lips here. I know, I'm so into that. Yeah, it's it's a comfort food from Hawaii. it's a plate lunch thing that I think was invented in like the eighties and has now become like a staple. And it's, it just takes me back to days of, you know, being out surfing all day long or, or hiking or coming back from a wrestling show and being hungry as heck and wanting a good fill up. And it was always that satisfactory. It's just great what you can do with beef, bacon, veg. Oh yeah. And butter, uh, you know, some seasonings. I've got a new toy to try out on the truck, too, which I'm real excited about. Uh, for Christmas, my family got me a Ninja Foodie. Like an Instapot, but an air fryer combo. So oh. I, I now have the air fryer function functionality on my truck. Cool. I've seen a few. A few of the, the 
the people in our uh, kitchen Facebook group have been talking about their ninja foodies, and I really have no idea what they are, so I'm going to have to go investigate those now. It occurs to me that you might really like a, a sous vide stick, like an Innova precision cooker. The problem is a lot of stuff cooks while I'm driving, and having water is kind of a, a commodity on the truck because there's only so much I can store in the truck. So I, I try to conserve it. I use it for making coffee, but I also use it for washing my pans and dishes when I can't get to a spigot, uh, cleaning myself up. So hmm. the, the sous vide sloshing around inside the truck while I'm trying to drive across some of these roads that are not the greatest, I'm just not sure how that would function. It would probably be awesome to turn out some good meals if I'm stationed somewhere for a while, like doing a reset, it would, uh, it would probably be cool. Well, I got well, an idea for you. Um, one uh, of the things th I got an idea for you. One of the things that? that we do, uh, at Keto Fest when we cook a lot of meat in, in a, in a sous vide preparation is we take a Coleman cooler and drill a hole in the top and then use that, um, you know, to cook in volume and, you know, you don't need to cook 50 pounds of meat at a time, but if you had a smaller cooler and you could drill a hole in the top of that, then you could close and close the whole thing. You wouldn't lose water to evaporation. And then you could re literally keep that thing on and hold uh, a perfectly medium rare steak or chop or something like that as long as you wanted to, you know, I'm wondering if I can put the, uh, the Instapot or the uh, foodie that I got on low and kind of sous vide things inside that. Yeah, it's just a matter of constant temperature. Yeah. So, so find out what that temperature is. is. something played around with. I've heard a lot of people talking about it, mm. and uh, it seems really interesting. I just, I've never tried it. I've seen it done in, in when I was in France. So, Yogi, do you remember when we had dinner, you remember you told me something you did with your Instant Pot? Yeah. And I told you to post about it in the Facebook group and everybody went completely wild. Yeah, I turned my Instapot into a smoker. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, okay, so you're not going to get a real strong smoke flavor, but you're going to get a smoke flavor. So what I'll do is I'll go buy a can of soda and I'll just dump out the soda and cut the can open because I want that real lightweight aluminum. I'll mm -hmm. take a, a couple of rocks that I find that'll fit inside the, the, the can, and I'll take some wood chips that I soaked, put them in the top of that. Then I take a culinary blowtorch, and I, I char up those wood chips on the inside. Mm. I use a piece of aluminum foil to make a bit of a chimney, and I put it at the base, and I set the rack above so that the meat is elevated. You're like the MacGyver Rock. of keto truck drivers here. This is great. <laughs> yeah. So the, the rocks will keep the can down and keep it constant contact on the surface when the meat drippings come down to keep it from floating around. The chimney will keep the drippings from going into the can, and uh, then the heat will keep the smoke going on inside the Instapot, and it'll, uh, it'll give you a little bit of a smoke flavor to your meat. And, so and, awesome. And uh, it works pretty well. Wow, the only thing great. it is, is it'll make your Instapot taste like smoke for the next couple of things that you cook. <laughs> <laughs> so batch cook. <laughs> Probably not a bad thing unless you're making cookies or something in there. Yeah, you know, it's it if if you're trying to do a dessert or you know a uh, 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 breakfast porridge yeah. type thing with some almond meal, you get a smoked. I guess you get smoked almond porridge. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's 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 just a little. I, I don't know. I was just kind of staring at some stuff one day and started going, what if I do this? What's the most and, unusual thing you've cooked in your truck? Um, hmm. Or that everybody else might find unusual. Well, pretty much it seems from the Facebook response, everybody finds everything unusual. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the thing that's kind of the aha moment and the, Oh, oh bother moment comes at the same time when it's like if yogi can do this in the cab of his truck none of the rest of us have any excuse ever oh, for so not right. doing all the keto things at home in our kitchen yep like uh, we, we so we're like this is brilliant and then we're like oh uh, damn it that means i <laughs> i have no excuse now 
Word. Uh, let's see here. Um, I don't. I don't really consider anything I cook that unusual. The one that I want to do a video on on Facebook is. I, I'm sure a lot of people who are not familiar with camping um, will find unusual. But I want to do a video uh, teaching people how to cook bacon and eggs in a brown paper bag. <laughs> uh, which is a trick. It's not something I've come up with. It's a trick from camping where you put, you take bacon and you rub it on the inside of a paper bag and then you drop about four or five pieces of bacon down in there, crack a few eggs, put it over the top, a little cheese, a little salsa, whatever you want to do. Stir it up. You close the bag up, put a little hole through it so you can stick a stick through it and you get some hot coals going and you set it right by the hot coals and you cook your bacon and eggs right in the paper bag. It sounds like it won't work, but I'm sure it does. It, the bacon grease will actually keep the bag from burning. Um, you don't, you know, you're not going to put it directly on the hot coals. You could, but it. it no, you wouldn't want to do that. Just, yeah, it, you want it a little above the hot coals or next to them. If you put it next to them, you're going to have to rotate the bag, you know, at least once while you're cooking. But it's a it's a trick that I used to teach to my group home kids when I worked at group homes uh, for at risk kids whenever I took them camping, and they they loved it. And it's yeah, no cleanup because no dishes involved. Right, no cleanup. Yeah, yeah, you got to open the bag and go to town, and then you dispose of your bag. And it's a uh, I wanted to kind of show how easy it could be to make a keto meal on the road with just some basic stuff and you don't even need pots and pans. Wow. So how cool would it be if, if it was possible where Yogi's schedule coincided with new London around the third week <laughs> of July next year? <laughs> yeah. Right. Come for keto fest. I would, I would love to. We do, you know, we drove you into doing some campfire slash truck cab cooking demos. Yogi. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I would love to get out there. My only my only issue is I have a hard time scheduling things because like I was supposed to be home for uh New Year's Eve uh for my mom's birthday and I ended up not being able to get home until the 3rd. And that's that's my only hassle is is I I never schedule the exact time when I'm being home because all kinds of factors come into play with weather. Yep accidents things like that can always happen sometimes even just the shippers and receivers take so long it creates a delay for me i remember when i was heading out to see you we were kind of tended i think i was a day late when i was coming out to stop at the uh at the, the at the uh, connecticut truck stop on my way to the delivery because of the fact that uh I think I was stuck behind an accident at that point. Yeah, I think I think you were a day late. I I was kind of on call. I was like, okay, whenever you get in, I'll I'll put you yeah. on my my friends list so you can even wake me up. And but it worked out. It worked out really well. Yeah. So Yogi, let's stop thinking about food for a minute and tell us what you're working on while you're apart from keto cooking. What are you working on while you drive around the country? Well, I, I want to help some other drivers get healthy. So I'm actually working on a, uh, uh, a trucking cookbook. Uh, it's, it's not so much, it, there's going to be recipes and things in there, but the recipes are more designed to be guidelines. A lot of one dish type things. You can add this, you can substitute that type thing. Um, so kind of loose guidelines, but it's, it's going to be a book on how to help truckers stay keto on the road and, and get healthy. And you're probably uh, focused on process and and logistics. Yeah, and a little bit of the science explaining why certain foods to, to seek out, how to supplement, how to get food to your truck. And uh, the, the whole point of it's going to be, once I publish it, I, I want to donate all the proceeds to either Truckers Against Trafficking or another organization that uh, works against uh, human trafficking or deals with the aftermath. I worked in social services for many years. I've worked uh, against human trafficking for many years. I even, when I was in the Philippines, worked to help shut down child brothels with a group of ex-military guys that were out there. Wow. 
And it's something I've been very passionate about for a long time. Um, wow, Yogi, that's great. You're a saint, my friend. I mean, not only are you helping truckers be and stay healthy on the road and in their lives, but to be able to donate all the proceeds, that's, that's an amazing thing. Well done, sir. Uh, thank you. There's also something else you're working on, right? Well, I want to go get my NTP, so I've been going to school while I've been on the truck. Wow. And is that what you're referring to? Yep. All righty. How do you do that? Well, it, uh, a lot of the truck stops have Wi-Fi, so I can jump on. I haven't enrolled in the NTP program yet, but I've been accumulating all the uh, required reading and going through it so that when I do enroll in the NTP program, I can just shoot right through it. And that's what does the NTP stand for again? The Nutritional Therapy uh, Practitioner. Good. Just wanted to find that for the listeners. Yeah, the Weston A. Price Foundation, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my style of keto kind of is built on that where I, I, Kevin Rutherford coined the phrase of nutritionally dense keto. So I seek things that are going to give me the largest bang uh, as far as a nutritional impact as I can possibly get as far as my own diet goes. Great. And, uh, that's what I'm trying to also carry over into the book, into the book. But, uh, the, I got very fascinated with the whole science of everything, wanted to pursue it. And recently my, uh, company has announced that they're going to pay 100% tuition for Southern New Hampshire university. So I'm going to take advantage of that. And, um, work on some other degrees courses wow. through New Hampshire University that deals with health, nutrition, and physicality. Well, do you have a tentative title for the book? I'm thinking like the the Keto Trucker's Handbook or something. You know, I was at first I was thinking about the gr- the Gorilla Kitchen <laughs> uh, book, but uh, I think somebody's already gotten that one. So I was thinking maybe Keto Nomad or something like that because. It really could function well for people who are doing RV living or traveling, tiny homes, that kind of stuff. Awesome. Not just for truckers, but I do want to gear it toward truckers because this is uh, – in trucking, it's it's one of the, the industries that has the highest mortality rate and, mm. and just enormous amount of health issues from people that work in it. Right. The constant exposure to toxins, the sitting all day, mm. poor sleep patterns, I, I do not get – regular sleep. Sometimes I'm driving at night. Sometimes I'm driving during the day. Um, lack of obviously a lack of exercise. Um, and, and a lot of truckers also are very sugar addicted, you know, Mountain Dew energy Mm. drinks are a big thing, tons of sugar in the coffee. Mm. So it's a lot of drivers are actually losing their license when they do through, through taking the DOT physical or getting restrictive license. So it's really going to help people be able to function in this industry. If they do convert more to keto, make the money that they need to do, be able to work without as many restrictions. Um, I know drivers that have a three month, they, every three months because their health is so poor that every three months they have to go in for a DOT physical. Hmm. Wow. And normally it's two years. So, um, you know, one of the drivers that I've been working with and trying to help him, he was uh, probably a foot and a half shorter than I am and outweighed me by a hundred and something pounds. Wow. And uh, so I've been helping him and he's dropped close to 200 pounds now. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, trucker or no, that's a great change. Yeah. And we've, we've targeted his diet specifically for weight loss. So we're doing a lot of intermittent fasting, um, we are, you know, people say in keto calories don't count, but they kind of do in a way. So, you know, especially the type of calories you get, but you know, you, you have the choice of eating your fat or using the fat you have stored in your, uh, doomsday prepper belly fat. Right. Yeah. So long as you don't get hungry. I mean, that's the, that should be your yardstick, right? Well, that's, that's the thing, you know, and that's the great part about keto is it is a natural appetite su- suppressive diet. Mm-hmm. And I actually had that, that my buddy called me up one day and he's like, dude, it's been like three days and I'm not hungry. Something's wrong. And I'm like, <laughs> nah, dude, 
It's 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 cool. It's cool, brother. You 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 got it. It's fine. You got it. You, you know, got this. And I'm, that's what you want. And so it freaks people out that they're not hungry and they got to eat every 25 seconds. Because a lot of drivers, you know, they'll have their snack stash right next to their their them while they drive, right. and you know, chips and candy and uh, drinks, whatever, and they just constantly are feeding their face while they're driving. Right. And, you know, smoking is another big thing. Most of the drivers, because out of boredom, they smoke, mm. and so they they really do a lot of damage to their health. Sure do. Well, Yogi, it's been great talking to you. Uh, we're going to have to check in with you every once in a while and just uh, see what you're up to, get your latest recipes. And we'll, as Carrie said, we'll post links to your recipes on her blog. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing, man. That's so, so great. Makes makes me really happy. Isn't he awesome? Yes. You are awesome, sir. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. And right. it's, it's cool hearing from you, Carrie. I hardly hear your voice anymore. <laughs> Well, when he, whenever you're next in Connecticut, you know I'll be on call. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will uh, for the Keto Fest. I will put in a request to get out there and and try to hang with you guys. All right, awesome. That would be fantastic. Cool. I would love it. I'd love to see everything that's going out there. I, I honestly, I'm fascinated by the science. So just listening to the lectures would be awesome. Well, I hope to see you then. Take care, Yogi. Drive safe. Okay, you too. Take care of yourselves, guys. All right, bye-bye. Totally cool. I, I wish he could make it for Keto Fest. I'd understand if he couldn't, but uh, uh, I do plan on meeting the man someday. I'm, I'm really hoping we, we've given him a, a long time to hopefully work Keto Fest into his schedule because mm. it would be like the best thing ever if we could have Yogi roll up in his truck and whip out all his 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 cab gear and whip up some keto fest goodness right there Agreed. on the side of the road. That would be awesome. So fingers crossed that we can get Yogi to New London next July. Yeah. And uh, we're less than a month away from the Keto Fest 2019 Kickstarter. So be Yay! watching for that. We'll We'll have plenty of info. For now, though, you can go to ketofest.com, put your name on the list to be notified of when we go live. And apparently there's some chick called Carrie Brown going to do some cooking. Heck yeah. Okay, well, uh, speaking of recipes. You recipes. <laughs> Classy. Uh, Yogi did a recipe, so we won't do too much here. I just need to talk about something that I did that was turned out to be pretty cool, pretty amazing. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah, okay, so we've all used shirataki noodles. I love them. Not, not, some, some people can't quite get around them, but I think if you have a great recipe that you can use them in, shirataki mm. noodles are the bomb. Well, the key to shirataki noodles first of all, if you're going to use them in a stir fry or a pad thai or something, is to first rinse the smell out of them and or get a brand that doesn't smell too bad. Like House Foods brand smells pretty good right out of the bag. But um, also to dry them, dry them really well. And I actually do a dry fry in a wok and just you can see all the steam coming out of them. And when they when the steam starts to dissipate, then uh, then it's good to go. This might be a good time just to mention that there's the, the brand I typically use is the Miracle Foods brand. Mm -hmm. um, I've been very successful with those, but also in my travels of, of looking at different brands, a lot of the brands out there that, that look like shirataki noodles or say they're shirataki noodles or whatever, you have to be careful and read the ingredients because yeah. a lot of them a lot of them have potato starch, tapioca mm. starch, or other starches mixed in there with it. Mm. So miracle noodles are all goodness. They're just plain konjac uh, glucomannan. But do be careful when you're looking at other brands of shirataki. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. So the, what I made was faux onion strings by deep frying Ooh. shirataki noodles. Wow. Yeah. So you do the preparation, as I said, you wash and rinse, 
and then dry fry until some of that water goes out. And then I'm actually adding salt and onion powder in the dry fry. So I'm mixing all these together with salt and onion powder, or onion salt if you like that. And that's just to give it an onion flavor. And then you just fry them up in whatever oil you have handy. And you want to get them crisp, so it's going to take four to five, maybe even six minutes. And you can experiment with different levels of doneness. And I fry mine in a deep fryer at 375 degrees. And, you know, that's the standard temperature for deep frying. Now, if you don't have a deep fryer, you can also do it in a pan. Just turn the pan on uh, high. If you have uh, electric or medium, if you have gas, and just watch those bad boys until they look pretty crispy. And then just put them on a plate with a paper towel on there, let them dry off a little bit, throw them on top of a steak or something. Mmm, good. Well, that's the show. If you have anything you want to tell us, something we said wrong, something you don't agree with, some more research that you found to support or refute anything we've said, send it by email to dudes at twoketodudes.com or post it on our website. And you can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Two Keto Dudes. If you do so, please make sure you use the hashtag Two Keto Dudes so we can find you and chime in. And of course, if you want to join the free ketogenic forum, it's forum.2keto.com. And you can have a look around the ketogenic forum without needing to create an account by starting with success.2keto.com. Also, come and check out our Facebook group. It's called The Keto Kitchen, and it's mostly focused on the recipes. And uh, I'm in there all the time, and Carl pokes his head in as well now. Mm -hmm. Um, if, of course, Facebook is your thing. And if you feel like supporting our forums and all the podcasts we produce, please think about making a monthly pledge on our Patreon page at patreon.2keto.com. You can also see all our podcasts and other videos, such as the Keto Fest videos, on youtube.2keto.com. And if you haven't already, please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that's how new people get to know about what we do. Two Keto Dudes is brought to you by Two Keto LLC, who strives to support the low-carb community with podcasts and other publications. Gary, keep calm and keto on. Keep calm and keto on. All right. And we'll see you next time on Two, two Keto, keto Dudes. Dudes.